Howdy, 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 and welcome back for another special Tuesday edition of the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Tonight's episode will be the first in our series of special Texas Music Tuesday episodes, where we'll focus only on the latest news, releases, and awesome things going on across Texas music and Red Dirt music in that music scene. Before we get too much further, a quick word from our sponsor, Heritage Pools from Magnolia, Texas. For all your swimming pool needs in the greater Houston, Texas area, whether you need a new pool, repairs, remodels, regular service, or pool inspections, Heritage Pools does it all. Go ahead and give them a call today at 281 896 5061. Now, many of our listeners probably remember that we had two songs of the week that were mentioned on the episode last week and posted on our social media. One of them was by Parker McCollum, and the other one was by an artist named Rich O'Toole. As a matter of fact, Rich O'Toole actually reached out to us and asked to be on the show. And we have a very special guest here tonight, Mr. Rich O'Toole. So let's go over to the phones and hear what he has to say. All righty. Well, I'm going to see if I can get uh, Rich O'Toole on the phone here. I came up with a few ideas for some interview questions, some different things to talk about, and uh, we're just going to see what he has to say. So let's see if we can get him on the phone. Hello. Hey, Rich, you're live on the Red Dirt Aggie Show. How's it going? Hey, man, great. Um uh... My, I live in like a three-story house in the Heights in Houston, and I'll get a lot of good service, man. So if I cut out, I'm sorry, but that's just uh, what's going on. I didn't know we'd, we'd be live, but hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, thanks, thanks for being on the show. You're you're actually our first uh, music artist uh, to be on, so we're we're pretty excited. Or I'm pretty excited. I say we, but I'm the only one who does the show. So <laughs> that's awesome, man. When I was at AM, I used to do like radio on campus and stuff, and that's kind of how I got into music. So I totally respect it, man. That's uh, that's awesome. But yeah, I'm just I've always been a big fan of you know AM sports and like the whole Red Dirt music scene, Texas music, all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of figured I'd throw them together and see what I could get out of a podcast. And so far, it's been fun. So, <laughs> Man, rock and roll. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, again, thanks so much for being on. Um, but while I have you here, I just wanted to ask you a few questions and see if maybe at the end, if you could give us a little preview. Of, I don't know if you wanted to play something for us on the show, maybe something coming out soon or something that you had already. Oh, man. I, you know, I'm, I'm on my phone right now, man. So I don't, my, all my, all my guitars and stuff are on the tour bus. So I don't, I don't have anything in the house I could grab at the moment. Um, so I, I figured we'd just talk about new songs and, and stuff, but that's kind of much all I got. 
Oh no, that's um, totally fine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, um, who would you say are some of your biggest influences, as well as some of your favorite artists right now in any you know, genre? When I, when I started writing music, you know, I was I I went to A and M when I was seventeen. I turned eighteen right before class started, and I was obsessed with uh, Robert L. King, and Lyle Lovett, and you know, Pat Green and stuff, and. Um, so I just started, you know, writing nonstop and then, you know, going around town, trying to play as much as possible and, you know, finally landed a gig of the Dixie Chicken on the tap. Um, oh, of my course. influences really came from that. You know, I think a lot of it was just good songwriting. Uh, Steve Earle, Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp. Mm-hmm. Just guys that were writing really great music. And then at the time, you know, Texas was a big thing. You know, you had Randy Rogers coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like and um, it kind of all kind of hosh-boshed together, man. It was cool. It was a cool movement. Uh, and I was very lucky to be a part of it, you know. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I am I still find new songs all the time by those guys that, like, I never even knew they had. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, right. being, being younger. But I still go back and listen to those guys all the time. So, those are some of my favorites as well. <laughs> but um, I think that's awesome. So, uh, my next question would be, what's your favorite Aggie related memory, whether it be with music, not with music, anything? <laughs> well, uh, ones that I could probably talk about in the air. Uh, <laughs> I think one time we, my roommate went out of town, we wanted to prank him. So we snuck into the, uh, Aggie ag barn and to where they were doing like research on it, on sheep there on the, on West campus and we stole a, a sheep and we put it in his room because <laughs> we wanted him to eat. We wanted the, the sheep to just eat everything in the room and just totally mess it up. <laughs> and, uh, with, with the last minute, with, there was a girl that was tag along, you know, we're, we're kind of all drunk and, um, she was like, Hey, it's the sheep's pregnant. We can't leave it in here. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> so I had to load the sheep back into the truck and then sneak it back into the research lab. Oh my well, gosh. I mean, I'm lucky we didn't get suspended or, yeah. or canceled or whatever. You know. <laughs> this was 2004 or 2003 at the time, but everything was a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to sneak it back into that. I was like, that was the hardest part was, Getting it out of the research lab was easy, but getting it back in was all Trying to get hard. it to go back in. <laughs> Just having a conscience that the sheep is pregnant was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm a good Aggie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Gotta, can't have bad bull from stealing the pregnant sheep. No, like, yeah. I mean, it's pregnant sheep. We were going to turn it anyways, but it was pregnant, so we didn't want to eat in a bunch of, like, poison. Who knows what that guy had in his room? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome! I love I love hearing stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's your favorite song that you've ever written? Man, I think the things that kind of moved me, like you know, um, in a minute or two, uh, Queen of the Misfits, uh, mm-hmm. Mississippi Baby. Um, this, you know, every song is like a, is like a, a newborn child kind of and it, it has it's like it's they're on place the time and then it, it grows up and then you figure out i don't know if i like it or not mm-hmm. and it's the hardest part um in songwriting is like understanding if you really love a song or not and when you release it sometimes you're really in love with the song and when you release songs sometimes you really don't like it and later on you say oh i really actually kind of really like that song and i start playing it more live it has its charm you know mm-hmm. 
One, it probably just depends on what's going on in your life at the time when you write a song, too, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's some songs I just refuse to play live because it's about, you know, a couple of different ex-girlfriends that I truly still love, and it's hard to play that live because it's like, it's like every if I had to go every if every every Friday Saturday night I'd get on stage and talk about my parents' divorce. I'd be like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, definitely you know, not. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have fun. You know? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I stay away from that. You know, so a lot of times when people see me live, they they request things, and um, I'll just I'll just think, well, I. That's, you know, I can't play that because it just makes you sad. So. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, next question, did you did you ever spend any time hanging out at Hurricane Harry's? <laughs> yeah, they, you know, we, called it, we called it Hidden Harry's uh, for a while. That was a big thing when I was in college was Hidden Harry's because there was a rap video that was out. They called it Hidden Harry's. <laughs> And it was because it was in there, and then we always, my but I mean, without fail, it's like we would always get drunk and go to walk or go to that IHOP that was across. Is that oh, IHOP still there? Yeah, that IHOP still there. <laughs> yeah. So we'd always, I, I cannot believe I didn't go to jail in college because we'd always just get in trouble and go over there. And then when I started <laughs> playing there, it was we did the same thing. But I think you know, I saw you there once when I was in school. I think you were there once. Yeah. So we. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we opened for Ragley there. We opened for Randy there. We opened for, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the biggest names in the, me and Josh Abbott would play together, you know, quite a bit when we were both coming up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was interesting. It was, uh, I loved Harry's. A lot of fond memories. Yeah, I used, I used to go uh, dancing there on Thursdays and stuff. And then, of course, see the, whatever band was in town on the weekends. <laughs> so just yeah. a lot of memories there, too. <laughs> No, it's good times, man. It's a big place too, you know. It's, yeah, it's we're huge. Com- we're, com- we're coming back and we're playing uh, Stampede November nineteenth, coming up next month. Oh, awesome! And I- I'd be scared to play areas now because you know we're older and our crowd's older. I-, I don't think I could fill it up, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I'm excited to play Stampede. I think it's a cool new home for us to, to come back to Aggieland and play. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite um, venue that you've ever played? Um, it had to be probably Billy Bob's in Green Hall. Oh, of course. The, and, the classics. I mean, there's other theaters, too, across the country that are mm-hmm. just outstanding. I mean, I think every – any kind of – any, like, small-town theater that holds, like, 200 people sitting down, it's a big stage. That's yeah. kind of always the best because everyone's kind of listening and they're they're paying attention. You yeah. Know, when we play rowdy dance halls and stuff, we're having a lot of fun, but it's you're not really getting, like, the real – which you you're getting more of the parties. Yeah, right. They're just singing to drunk kids, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. But, you know, those people that show up to those smaller venues like that are there to actually, like, <laughs> listen. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. you get a better set list, and they always get a better show. That's why I always encourage people, like, spend the money, you know, go to a sit-down show and really yeah. listen to the artists. That's cool. But, um... What is your favorite live concert that you've ever been to as a fan or ever favorite artist you've ever seen perform live? Well, you know, to get out of the Texas country room, like, you know, sure. Bruce Springsteen's like my idol. And mm-hmm. I saw Mel and Camp at the uh, U.S. Open Stadium in New York. That was cool. Oh, wow. Um, 
I'm a giant Robert Earl Keane guy, so I, I love Robert Earl. Yeah. So he's my idol, man. And so, <laughs> um, anytime I see it, cause see him live, we, we've become, you know, somewhat friends because me and Bill went back, uh, his bass player buddies. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's cool to see guys like that. My, my favorite show would have to be maybe even the rock world, like Weezer, stuff like that. I like going to rock concerts because it's, it's louder and more energy. Yeah. I like upbeat, high energy. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of why I like Kill Wetzel's like killing it right now. Is people are just really love that big up, kind of upbeat, loud energy. Well, and that's the thing is like, he started off more country, but now he's almost like, it's almost like pop punk now when you go see one of his shows. <laughs> Pretty much is. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, it's good for me. It's, it's probably what you was feeling. And I think it's like healthy. I, I wanted to do that. There's, there just wasn't a market for it when I was coming up in my twenties. You know, we had our we had our hands cranked, and we wanted to be rock and roll. But you were we were opening for older guys that didn't want to hear that. Well, and that's know? the thing. Like, it's almost like Texas music is shifting more like towards rock now. <laughs> like yeah, lately, like I mean, they, they grow up on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's healthy and it's good. I, I think it's cool. I think the the transition. I was doing it ten years ago, but there just wasn't an audience. Really yeah. Me, you know. That's that's the thing too. People bash on like different genres and stuff, but I think like if it's music and people like it, then you know it's good. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, there's a yeah, place for everything. You like it, and the guy performs the song great live. There's I don't see a problem with anything. Mm-hmm. I'll go see anybody that's in a release a good song and perform it. You know, good live. To me, that's like the best feeling. It gives you goosebumps. It's it's really great. But yeah, that's like. Um, or like those guys, like I just saw um, last year, and I'm going to see them this uh, this Friday too at Whiskey Myers. <laughs> they're oh, awesome. Yeah. They're awesome, and they're like almost like rock and country kind of blended together, like that southern rock. And oh my yeah. gosh, they're we, we had the same agent. Like those guys, when they couldn't afford hotel rooms, they would sleep on our hotel room floors. And yeah, I know all those all those guys really well. They're just really genuinely great guys that always kind of wanted to be southern rock musicians and I'm, I'm really glad they got the opportunity to to make that happen you know? yeah no. they, weren't, they weren't country music guys i just kind of had to use texas country to get their voice out there which yeah I, applaud and I, think that's, I think that's great mm-hmm. i think uh i think yellowstone definitely helped them some but they were already doing pretty well before that too you know <laughs> yeah they were yeah um but yeah now um well, we just hit that question. Let me see. I had a list of questions here I'm looking at. Um, so I see on social media that you love tacos. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you kind of have a passion for trying different ones, sort of like a Dave Portnoy with his pizza reviews. You kind of do that with the tacos. I should be doing that. I Dave, yeah. <laughs> no, but you should, you should do taco reviews. I think the people would be here for it. But where, where did you eat your favorite taco at? You know, so when, I was, when I moved, when I graduated from A&M and I moved to Austin, this is what kind of got me into the taco truck game was I couldn't, I didn't have a lot of money or anything. I had no money. Um, you know, I didn't, I came from parents, so I barely scraped by and I was very lucky to even go to A&M. And uh, I was living there and there was a taco truck about two blocks from the house. So I walk up there. Her name's Mary. She's still there. It's in the corner of uh, Manchaca and Ben White. It's still there. You can still go stay here. And uh, she would give me free tacos when I couldn't afford it. And um, it still gave me a really good taco, man. She was just a good flour tortilla. 
you know, shoot dice up some habaneros for me. So that kind of got my love <laughs> for spice and understanding the different meats. Yeah. And uh, it that was my, that, that became my love, man. I was the only thing I could afford at the time. So then I started tweeting a lot about tacos, and I'd try them all across the, the state, and that kind of fired up the the engine inside of me to become the taco connoisseur that I am. <laughs> well, I mean, there's just there's just so many different places to try tacos in the state, like Texas. So, <laughs> well, I guess all all over the place. So, I mean, <laughs> everywhere. I mean, I, 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 one of the best tacos I had was at a truck in uh, Dodge City, Kansas. Man, I mean, so you, you just never know. <laughs> yeah, I always tell people, I was like, there's there's Hispanic people all across the country, so you're going to get a good taco. It's not like they only exist in Texas, you know? No, yeah. We have a lot of pride, so we always say like the best tacos come out of here, which we probably do, but it is what it is. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the chili debate too was the other thing I always see with the the beans or no beans. So that you're is, that's getting dangerous. I, I'm getting like some death threats. I'm not gonna lie, man. People are like really upset about this. You know. And so I'm with you. I think beans belong in chili. That's what you always say, right? You're a beans and chili. Well, yeah, my dad's from Minnesota. My mom's from Washington State. I'm born and born and raised in Houston, so I'm born in Texas. I mean, I was born in mm. Houston in '93. I got every, every I got every right to be a Texan. I was born here. Yeah. Um, but we, we we made we made we called it grandma's chili, and it had to be red kidney beans in it. And we when you make it a little more soupier with beans in there, it kind of goes a long way in the bowl. You can dip a cracker in there and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> my debate was like, sometimes these guys are like, Oh, it's a cup of red. And it's like, man, that's like a cup of heartburn, man. It's like all meat and grease. <laughs> and they're like, let's get a little more broth and maybe some beans in there so we can like actually have a meal versus like, it's almost like someone just put like brisket and like tomato paste and like bold it and you're like okay yeah it tastes amazing but i'm gonna have so much heartburn and like <laughs> this is seems like this is going on a hot dog or something why would you need to have a bowl <laughs> so it didn't make sense to me because i grew up with you know we i grew up in a family we had to feed five six people and beans were just in there it's, it's good for your body man it's good fiber you know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Oh, so, but yeah, people are, uh, this weekend people are screaming out on stage, like no beans. Like I literally between songs <laughs> screamed out no beans. I was like, okay. Oh, that's so, awesome. Like, you know it's funny that we, we created a little bit of a movement and I love it. And it's just, it's a lot of fun on, online. Oh yeah. Now you're going to get, get heckled about beans and people are going to ask you questions about tacos. So, you know, there's always conversation pieces like right now for me to bring up. <laughs> well, it's better, well, it's better than having nothing. Yeah. How many sisters you interview were like, oh, yeah, I released a song, here it is. It's like, you have no, nothing else you want to be passionate about? Yeah. So, yeah we know you like I music, but what else gets you going? Me. Tacos and beans. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. I'm trying to eat. You know, we're always eating on the road. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, do, you, do you have any new releases or anything you're working on that you yeah, want to share um, with us? You know, we just released, uh, if you're listening out there, you know, we released Love on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, last month it's a great song it's a great love song uh wildflower lane this is the first time i'm talking about it. it comes out it's a song that comes out in like three weeks it's a great tune um they're releasing a song called texas is my home and it does talk about tacos and it does talk about barbecue and i thought i would never release a song that talks about food but it just happened <laughs> and uh that's just in, that's kind of just in time for the houston rodeo and we're actually going to do a song with uh, bun b 
Oh, nice. Rapper. So we have a lot. We have a lot coming out, man, and a lot of shows coming up. On the well, I know Bun B does the intro to one of your albums too. Doesn't he say he does, something? Yeah, to, yeah. We've, we've become really good friends. Yeah, he's he's a good guy, man, and uh, I love Houston rap. I grew up in Houston. Yeah, so of I, course. I was all about Slim Thug, Paul Walls. Zero, yeah, all that. You know, I was I was in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I I'm from. Uh, I went to high school in spring, which isn't quite Houston, but you know, it's North, North Houston, like a suburb. So, I mean, I grew up engulfed in all the Houston stuff too. <laughs> I'm in Magnolia now, but nice. um, yeah. But, no, I think it's, it's, it's good. You know, Texas has its own culture. And then Houston has its own culture to too. Yeah, <laughs> from rap to barbecue, Texas country to red dirt to, Oh. Football. I mean, there's so much that makes up Texas. That it's uh, it's pretty wild, man. When you think about it. Yeah, I mean, enough enough for a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, um, thanks again so much for for being on. Um, I really appreciate it. <laughs> man, thanks for having me, man, and uh, thanks for spending. Uh, you know, I saw your tweet, and um, thanks for spending the jams. And you know, there's a lot of great guys coming up. So just just play fair play, good music, and. You know, give us a spin every now and then, and I really appreciate the support, man. I really do. Well, I likewise, I appreciate the support as well. So, I mean, uh, we'll just we'll just keep uh, pushing each other's name out there, you know, and see what we can do. November nineteenth, we're at the Stampede, man. So I'll put you on the guest list and uh, you know, bring a date or whatever, and come on out. And awesome! Beer, I'll have to let my fiance know. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. All right, brother. Hey, thank you. All right. You have a good one. Bye. And that was Rich O'Toole. Just a great guy. Um, it was awesome having him on here today. Um, yeah. That was Rich O'Toole here live on the Red Dirt Aggie Show. With your host, Brian, the Red Nerd Aggie. Thank you so much for listening to this week's first episode of the Tuesday edition of the Red Nerd Aggie Show, Texas Music Tuesday. And I plan on having um, guests on here as frequently as we can get them from the Texas music scene, from the Red Dirt music scene. And the reason I say Texas and Red Dirt is because there is obviously those people from Oklahoma and other states that have that same sound that we still kind of engulf into that scene, okay? Uh, We'll focus mainly on Texas artists, but obviously if we can get um, some awesome ones from other states, we're going to get them in there too. Uh, I just want to say thanks to all the supporters and God above for where we are so far. Be sure you tune in each week. We're going to try to do two episodes a week from now on. Uh, Texas Music Tuesday and then the regular Thursday episodes where they're primarily sports-focused. With And we also announce the songs of the week at the end. And if there's any you know major releases coming in the next day, we'll try to hit on those. But stay tuned to the social media as well this weekend at TRD Aggie Show on Twitter, 
at the Red Dirt Aggie Show on Instagram, as well as our Facebook page. As I'm going to be attending a Whiskey Myers and Shane Smith concert this weekend at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion in the Woodlands, Texas. I plan on uploading pictures and videos from the concert. If I can get some quality ones that I'm not singing too loud in. Because I'm very excited. I love both these bands. And I'll be sure to give you a full review. We'll talk about it next Tuesday. Uh, let you know how it went. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. They both do great things. But keep listening. Keep spinning Rich O'Toole. Keep spinning Parker McCollum. Whiskey Myers. Co Wetzel. And all the other great Texas music musicians out there that I've mentioned, as well as those that I haven't. August Mann, John Stork, right? Look them up. Give them a listen. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you again on Thursday. Giga Mags.